welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Adam Price. Hello. Roy Hoops. Hello. And Andrew Gillard. Hello. Uh, on the podcast this week, we'll talk about that defeat against Norwich. We're also going to recap on 11 games so far in Walter Zenger's reign. But firstly, news. Let's do Fancast news firstly. And our very own Luke Regan appearing on the hit ITV Daytime Tea Time quiz show. I say tea time. Tea, tea time. time. Yeah, you know your home early. The chase is on for me. It's a good barometer, <laughs> isn't it? Really, it's not in countdown territory. But if you leave at five, you might just catch it. So um, it's big news. Yeah, big show. yeah, it's a big thing. Well, Regan decided to announce to us on Saturday afternoon that he was on the chase on Monday night, much to our delight and amusement. Um, obviously, if you're listening outside the UK, you may have a version of the chase. Um, in your country, but it's basically a quiz show where there's a quiz master and you've got to beat the quiz master. Is I that... think it's global. I think the Beast is the American. Yeah, 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 as well. The Beast. The Beast. Yeah. 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 So if you want to find it, it was on Monday, which was the 3rd of October on ITV. I'm sure it'll be on a catch up. You can watch Regan, he's the first person on there. And you can find out how he did, but from what I watched it, he did very well. So well done, Reg. Unfortunately, no fan cast mention on national TV. Not allowed back on. No, no. no. Until he now goes re back on telly. <laughs> He has to apply again. <laughs> yeah. Tweet Bradley Walsh and ask him to go back on. Yeah. Do it again and mention fancast. <laughs> Them's the rules. Them are the rules. Right, let's do some of the Wolves news. Did anyone else see this story last week? Um, and I think it kind of came out when he first signed for Prince Onyege that he donated some of his bone marrow to his... I think it was his brother. It was his brother, yeah. yeah. What a man. A heartwarming story. Exactly. He's the prince of our hearts now. Not just the Congolese prince, but no. the prince of all of our hearts exactly. and minds. But, well, that's great, isn't it? Just want to put that little story out there. Yeah, I read, that's, I read the article earlier. and uh, <laughs> Did your research? Did research earlier in my packed day. And, uh, yes, I think he said like, he had to wait until he was 18 or something to, to get it done. And then he was warned that, I think if he did do it, then he had to make sure he got all his capabilities back so he could continue being a, a footballer. And, um, yeah, great story. You don't really hear enough of those. Hopefully it doesn't really happen very often yeah. in these fists, but yeah, great story. Well done. Well done, Prince. He seems a good guy. I remember some of his interviews when he started. He just seemed really nice, humble guy. He kind of was reminded me of a gentle soul like Olive and John in the middle of the park. Just a nice fella. <laughs> so It's always nice yeah. when footballers do something quite nice. humane, really, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> They often get lambasted for their extravagancy, so it's nice when they do something good. He's a nice, someone you'd like to take home to your mum and dad, isn't he? Oh, Prince. <laughs> come come meet my mum and dad. Yeah. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> have a bit of shortbread. Oh, a bit of shortbread. <laughs> yeah. Have a bourbon biscuit. Oh, there. <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Custard cream. <laughs> yeah. These are all, these are all yeah. elite biscuits. These are all these appropriate are tea biscuits. Yes. We could go into Biscuit Monopoly again, but that could, that could be a whole, a whole thing again. I could again. dominate the proceedings, so let's <laughs> yeah. not. Let's go into the other news, and this was the Fans Parliament last week, which Jeff Shee talked about incorporating Wolves more into China. Uh, one was trying to get some uh, TV rights, so Wolves could be shown broadcast <coughs> more over there. The other one was announcing that they're looking to design a summer, summer, sorry, summer tournament in China, maybe inviting teams from Portugal and France. So, gentlemen, the question I asked before recording, was what team would you like to see in the Wolves Chinese tournament? A sentence I never thought I'd say. 
it's a bit of a shame this year that we haven't got it in Europe. I, I was hoping for like a, a Benfica Monaco tri, like triple threat tournament. <laughs> like the, <laughs> so the George Mendes Shield. The George Mendes Shield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 with all his clubs he has interest Whoever wins gets like a weekend on his island, don't they? The yeah, private oh, the, one, yeah. the one that Ronaldo bought. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. So that's a shame, but anyway. Is, is it like the cricket one where was it the, the Stanford a million pa- oh, million dollar yeah. cricket match? Yeah. Whoever won got a million pounds. <laughs> I remember my mates remember joking with me saying, What would happen if England had won that? Would they've had an open top bus spray going, Look at all this money we've won! <laughs> Yay! Throw <laughs> down to you peasants. Yeah. <laughs> what team? So, I mean, I thought Monaco and Benfica would be the two standard teams that would yeah. be in that because he talks about teams from France and Portugal would be invited. Would perhaps there be a China 11? Or a China Super League eleven? Or like, yeah, when you play clubs in Asia, they always have like the Kings eleven or like <laughs> doing cricket. But I did think about this earlier because uh, you did put this out there, and I was thinking, well, any team, so past, present, and I thought Wolves against Harchester United. Yes. Um, reform no. them. Yeah, reform <laughs> them. The Hurricanes. Yes. Um, and maybe. Roy of the Rovers, he can bring his Rovers over, um, and a four-team tournament. In a reality where four teams exist. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. What teams would you like to see? What team realistically would we yeah. choose? Well, I wanted to see the Seattle Sounders, mainly because of that guy who looks like you, Dave, the lead cheerleader. Oh, yeah. So we can... Because we can jo- I want him to be there. So we can jointly do the ultras. So I can rally up the Wolves ultras. They can fight. Yeah. And win. <laughs> as the guy himself says. <laughs> But no one has any idea what I'm talking no, about, no. though, really. The, you can find it on online. <laughs> Just Google <laughs> Seattle Sanders. Ultras. Ultras, Ultras. yeah, you'll find Fan it. Chance. You won't regret it. Or maybe, mm. like, Wolfsburg, the Wolves link. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we could... I'm sure we've got a lot of friends in Portugal. I did have one in yeah. my... I did Google uh, interesting teams. Oh, he's Googled stuff. <laughs> right. This is a team in the Peruvian Andes. Okay. And they are called Deportivo Wanka. And the chant, so the chant goes. I think, we, I think, I think the, these Deportivo teams have mentioned before on the podcast. And of course, we're allowed to say it because it's an actual team name. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and the so the chant goes Andes, where we can see them, you wankers. Yeah. Put your Andes where we can see them. All within context. <laughs> so let's get them over. Let's yeah. play them. But yeah. They're an actual team. But yeah, Monaco, Benfica, and China 11. Yes. Probably what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But I don't. It's it's and Warsaw because we have to play Warsaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 100% Warsaw. Now to but you Sligo Rovers over or whoever playing Ireland. Yes, Bohemians. But you always dream. You see all these pre-season tournaments going on, and people like now Stoke get to go over into Asia and have a pre-season tournament mm. somewhere. It's the one thing that perhaps as fans we've slightly dreamt of in the back of our heads, seeing a, a Wolves in it yeah. in a foreign pre-season tournament. But how would it work going to China as an away day? Because as far as I'm aware, you need a visa to go to China, don't you? So you're going to have like thousands of Wolves fans turning up to the Chinese <laughs> embassy, applying their visa. So, or, yeah, I was just then thinking, free coach travel now. <laughs> yeah. They never give us free coach travel. The Albion always get it. <laughs> Foxy club. Um, I don't know. But um, it's it'd be a hell of a trip, wouldn't it? We did Australia, didn't we? Um, that's the last time we ever got Brave. Premier League, yeah. That's the last time we ever got Brave and ventured outside mm. of the British shores. Mm. Well, well, mm, tell a lie. We had France, didn't we, yeah. last year? And, and we're Belgium. Belgium. You, yeah, you went I'll, to the Belgium I'll, game, I'll, didn't you? I, um, yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> weekend. That's the we'll story there. That. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the first time um, 
um, since the previous Euro in Belgium that had any English supporters, and we came on a coach in Charleroi. And, um, yeah, we didn't have the nicest of welcome. And it was all about signing, I think, Gidiera and Munjibir, I think, might have been Munja- from... Munjibaya. Munjibaya. What a player. Oh yeah. What a oh player. Yeah. But that was that was that was a good weekend. Yeah, it's good though because I think we're getting a bit left behind, don't we? When we, cont- I mean, every every year we look with utter disbelief or disdain about oh Ireland again or mm. possibly a visit to Scotland. Mm. Whereas everyone else, when you look at the even the well West Brom's Stokes, they're going to America and I mean a lot of that's to do with Premier League and trying to get yeah. the appeal it, over yeah. there. And not, but and then even Leicester, even before they got promoted, they were still like entertaining Real Madrid or yeah. something. And we just never seem to get never seem to get that. So if this happens, which obviously will will do, it's, it's just it's good. It's and it's going to benefit us as a club because mm. that's where we want to push the merchandising right. So I think Jeff Sheets made that quite clear. So. I think it's great. I mean, I'll probably, I'm not yeah, going to get to yeah. go. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Is anyone going to attempt to venture unless it's paid I'll for? Have two kids by then. That's out of <laughs> the question. Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex will probably go. Him and Stu will go. Aren't uh, Alex has got to go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would, you would be like, why aren't you going if he, if he decides not to go? But on that point as well, on a wider level, I think you mentioned that Parliament about TV rights as mm. well. I know Cardiff had that link up, didn't they, with Malaysia and stuff. So that would be good for an appeal. Mm. And it's it's horrible to talk us about us being marketable, but we are. And that well, that, that's football now, yeah. isn't it? It's and we, we are a brand, aren't we? Because so. when West Brom and, and Stoke go to America, it's not really about the type of quality teams they're playing. It's more for the commercial sense of trying to get their brand to seems, a wider audience. A and at least so if Wolves had this tournament with perhaps the likes of a potential Monaco Benfica, at least Wolves are going to be tested in quality opposition, whereas playing an MLS team where you're probably going to win quite comfortably mm. with the starting eleven. But China, baby. Let's China. do it. Let's do it. Well, that's the future. Yeah. China's the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already massive in Italy, so I think we should expand <laughs> and take mm. over China next. We could have a Italian team, actually. We could tap up, because um, Andrea Booty used to work for Inter Milan, yeah. tell him, so let's get, us, let's get us a friendly in, in Milan as well. We could test the theories we've mentioned about how big we are in Italy by going over and asking people if they recognise <laughs> shit or know anything at all. <laughs> yeah, Bank they may be special. Only yeah. goals Alex Ray <laughs> scored. <laughs> Somebody in Italy. Just send, go send Luca yeah. to Italy <laughs> and Peru. Send them over. <laughs> or we could just green yeah. screen it. Which oh. <laughs> <laughs> is some props to me. Yeah, yeah. and pizza and stereotypes. Other bit of fancast news is Ebanks Landell, uh, currently alone at Sheffield United, doing very well, gentlemen. Even reports suggesting that Sheffield United want to buy him. I have noticed that their league position has improved somewhat dramatically since he's gone there. I think they were they were tw- they hadn't won. I think when they. I could be wrong, but I haven't, they haven't won when they signed yeah. him, and then they're up to about fourth. Maybe. Yeah, they had a terrible start to the season. He goes in, and all of a sudden, they, they don't concede as many, and he's even popped up with the odd goal himself. I think he got a last-minute goal, didn't he? He did, I think, at the weekend, didn't he? Have you yeah. heard the proposed chant? I he saw it in the list as I was coming in. Not yeah. heard he had not heard it. So it's into the tune of <laughs> We Will Rock You. What do you think it's going to go like, Adam, if you haven't heard this? <laughs> Please tell me it's not Ethan Ebanks Landell. Yes, you've got the second part. <laughs> <laughs> so to the tune of Will Rock You, he's got a beard on his face. It's no disgrace. Kicking centre forwards all over the place. <laughs> Ethan, 
Ebanks, Landell, <laughs> Landell. So I don't know. I, I liked it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I approve. Yes. <laughs> And that's Fancast News. It's all yeah. done. It's all wrapped up. Let's get to the bit we didn't want to talk about. Norwich. Mm. Uh, and on Saturday, um, tea time. Again, we can cast this tea time. Uh, Wolves suffered a second consecutive defeat at home to Norwich. The first game on telly this season. Um, an early Jerome goal. And then a, a beautiful goal, I'm going to have to admit, from Brady. Gave Norwich 2-0 lead. Edwards popped back with one. But Wolves did the classic thing and weren't able to get an equaliser. Um Wolves were probably second best by perhaps a 25-minute spell in the second half. What was your initial kind of reaction, summary of the game, gentlemen? We're beaten by the beaten by the better team. For me, I know it that 25-minute spell, but I just think they they had they had the team that had more immediate quality than us. I mean, Norwich, I mean Newcastle probably most people's favourite to go up at the start of the season but um, Norwich surely couldn't be far, far behind that because they hadn't really lost any players mm. they only lost the main player they lost was Nathan Redmond and they still bought well in the summer mm. although some Norwich fans might dispute that because they weren't happy with uh, their transfer dealings once a certain CEO joined but um, they've still they had they had they were bringing quality with them still down from the Premier League so mm. um, they, I think they kind of bossed the game I think really the boss again, the boss there midfield yeah. completely. I mean, I, I like Sace, but I, I don't think he ever was really in the game. I know he's four for four now in games to yellow cards. Yeah. Sace is, and uh, but he, I think he's completely over overrun. I don't think on Yagi put himself in the game. You said earlier right, about um, the likeness of Yana. I think he's our new Olafinjana. In the fact that he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's just he's not got that doesn't seem to have a mean streak about him. He'll tackle you and then go, "Sorry, mate, can I help you back up?" Is that, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're, you're okay. I think he's, he's 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 a very gentle giant. He's some, from what I've seen of him, some days he's good, some days he's not. Um, I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed with the, the first goal because I didn't I had no mm. idea what Danny Bart was doing. I, mean, I watched I it, I watched it back again. He knew, to be honest. I watched it back was. again. He just turned his back on. On the ball, it's coming over the, over his shoulder, and then Cameron Jerome scores yeah. against us at alarming ease. Anyway, the best of times. I think it was oh, his seventh yeah. goal against us. He only scores about three a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are against us. But he didn't seem to. He almost, I don't know whether he just didn't know what was going on because he actually turned mm. to goal. He was. He almost lost the ball in the yeah, motion I've of the cross. No idea what he, he was he doing. He put his arms out as if to shield it, but <laughs> I don't know what he was shielding. The ball was like two feet above his head. I mean, you could, you could argue that it was a, a soft header and Akeem could have died for it, but Akeem just seemed rooted to the ground as soon as it He's Probably expected happened. Bart to deal with it, I, yeah. I imagine, but that just I watched the back a couple of times now and it just annoys me. What's, what's that? What he was, I didn't have no idea what... what what he was doing at all and straight away that puts us on the back foot against mm. a team that we're probably already going to struggle against anyway and I don't think it dampened the crowd too much but I think it was only after a minute and a half that was a problem I mean we, yeah. we hadn't even got into the game exactly and Norwich was there straight away um, Bath has, has had an okay start to the season I mean some people have been suggesting he's had a very good start do you think the rest of the game performance wise for Bath because once again the, the criticism bandwagon was out for the local lad He's never going to be far away, is he, from criticism? Well, particularly last season, he came with under a lot of um, criticism. I think he has he has started well, and I think there's, there seems to be that connection, being the captain and kind of taking on the new regime. And he has he has started well, but I don't know. For for me personally, um, I would prefer to see 
um, Courtney House and Iorfa uh, mm. given a run in the side. I don't see it happening particularly, granted the fact that, that Bart's captain, um, but I just think they're better footballers than than, than Bath is. So. And he's had a four-year deal um, as well. Which, well, I know. Yeah. I think with Danny Bart, the problem was when he first came into the team as a replacement for Johnson, he was put on such a pedestal mm. that it's almost impossible for him to reach that height. So he was overpraised and now he's unduly criticised. Mm. It's, it's either one extreme yeah. or the other. I'm suspicious of, of Danny Bart. He hasn't committed a murder or anything. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's no investigation needed. There's something shifty about him. <laughs> but you know, I'm just, yeah, just worry about like, is he actually going to get any better as a defender? Mm. I think that's probably yeah. one area of the team where yeah. we've neglected to really to really strengthen. Mm. Um, I've got a mate who disputes this local. Briley Hill is a local thing out of hand. He thinks right. Briley Hill, ooh, that's West Brom, that is. That's West Brom area. He's not a local boy. <laughs> Briley Hill's not local. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Ed Brown, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. board and Zenga must have faith in him, though, to give him a four-year deal. But there you must know, be I, a faith. I, I, I think the faith. I, I'm making this as an assumption. I'm not there on the training ground, of course. But I'm making this assumption that it's more perhaps a lot of his off-field stuff, the way he conducts himself, mm. his attitude, you know, his personality, and I think being the captain and the skipper, I think a lot of it comes down to that. Absolutely, he's got to be able to, you know, to to put the, um, the performances on the pitch. But I think his his reputation as a leader, and I think Zenga's thought, well, look, you've been here a long time. I'm going to have you and trust mm. you as my leader, and I think that helps. So, you know, potentially he puts more effort on the training ground. He's the right prof- professional um, over and above the other players that we've got in. We we went for Stearman. Uh, it was announced when I was on the main street. We we're, were a little bit unsure about that, and I still am. I can't. I think it was an easy option to get him back. I would like to have thought there's better centre halves out there than mm. than who we've brought back in. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if he'll be displaced or not. Um, I think he polarises opinion at the moment, probably. I think to pick up on a point you said about will he improve anymore. I think previous regimes have let him down by not partnering him with someone more experienced. Mm. He's always had to sort of shoulder the burden of being the more experienced centre half. Well, that was more last season, wasn't it? When yeah. Stearman went, and he was never equipped to do that. So he's never going to get better when he's not playing with better players. And mm. now I think we've kind of missed the boat on it, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, midfield, and Adam, you talked about didn't really work. Anything was it really that combo of Sace? Sace, oh, please let me say I'm getting that right this time. Sace, 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 about pronunciations on this. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, I'm yeah. sure the Moroccan <laughs> fans are written email. I'm sure the Moroccan <laughs> yeah. fans are up in arms. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sace, Sace. Oh, oh, they've got to turn it down now. This <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like one of the uh, the Albanian gang that kidnapped Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you do that, please. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, normally, so normally he's, he's he, um, he had a bandage on his. Knee coming to the game, so was he fully fit? No, oh. I thought you were just gonna go. What was it? Where did he get that bandage from? <laughs> <laughs> was it crawling under your bed looking for Liam Neeson? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's completely related. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought. Well, I mean, he started. He started off well enough. Say so. I, I, I just don't ever think he got to grips with Norwich's Norwich's midfield. Um, but my my personal opinion, and then. Um, I mean, Edwards was was Edwards at his, at his, at his he did a lot of harrying and running the boat and, and got his goal, but um, I think the 
again, it's probably what still goes in the, against their favour is the fact that, that most of their midfield is now new, so they're probably mm. still acclimatising, mm. getting used to playing with each other. Norwich don't have that problem. Their midfield has been playing yeah. together for a while now, and they're good players. They're very good players. No, I mean, this is the thing. We can talk about it in isolation, but Norwich are a very good side. And, and as Bryce referred to earlier, they've done a few tweaks, but they're, they're an established side, so I wouldn't, you know, um, go too too critical, I think, you know, because I think Sace is a, is a good player, and I think he was brought in as a protector in itself in front of the um, uh, the, the centre-halves, and he'll have better games, and, and hopefully the midfielders will have better games, and it was interesting what um, Jeff said on the, the Parliament Potentially, this team could be very good at Christmas, and I, and we'll probably go on to this in terms of an overall review. But I think that may be the case that perhaps we take this in isolation. But this team and this midfield, as is, is, you know, will grow. Um, and if it doesn't, then you know, questions will be asked. But mm-hmm. and like Sace does look a good player, but he just needs a bit of help at times, mm-hmm. I think. And like I say, Edwards does a lot of chasing, but he's not particularly great defensively. And on Yagi, he just went missing that mm. game. And he went missing against Wigan as well, which exposed Sace. Mm. Cody probably should have started, if I'm honest, with alongside Sace, I think. I agree, I agree with that, and I thought Cody looked good when he came mm. on. And I, and I think he's, he actually started well, actually. And I, I like Cody, I think I said before, at the end of last season, he was looking a good player. He came in, and then he's, 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 he's come out. Um, and I think there's an argument for him starting. Certainly. I don't think Cody's played a, a bad game this season. No. He's been very consistent. Yeah, because he converted mm. to right back. Very yeah. well. Yeah. Senga seemed to like him because he puts he tries to accommodate him where possible, be it right back mm. or centre mid. Talking of David, was his goal on Saturday it was the tenth consecutive season he scored a goal for Wolves. Um, his contract is up next summer. Now I don't know if that's got an option on it, but let's 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 pretend that it doesn't have an option on it. If it doesn't, would you renew David Wood's contract at Wolves? Given the fact that he's been in the club so long, he's quite an experienced Championship player as well. But if also going forward, is he the type of player that you want going up into the Premier League? Your opinion, gentlemen? It would seem a sentimental contract offer, wouldn't it, really? It depends where we are. If we are, you know, um, off the pace and still looking at, you know, a championship club, then yeah, you know, he's a good pro and he's good to have around. But I think when you look at his past injury record, and obviously it's improved in recent years, I wouldn't anticipate that he playing a lot of games next year. So, I would say if we yeah. were to go up this year, then no. Yeah, because you will be you would be probably looking, or possibly even if we don't go up, you will probably be looking at beyond that cap type of player. Because mm. a lot of people like Edwards for what he does without the ball, chasing people down. Is that something that you really want to have as your main strength as a footballer? Mm. I'm not so sure. Um, but you think how many other teams want? Want to have a Dave Edwards in their in their team, mm. and uh, as Rice said, I think maybe f- keeping him on would that be a sense of trying to keep like a more local. I'm doing the speech marks in there. <laughs> local <laughs> identity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it keep a more local identity to yeah. the team? Having someone like with all this influx of foreign players, in, does it keep a more of a local identity to the team to keep a Stearman or a, an Edwards around around the first team squad? I I'm leaning towards. No, mm. would be my answer to keep him on. I mean, he's, he does well for us. I mean, he's a fairly irregular scorer. Mm. Uh, he has scored some important goals. He always seems to score in fits and bursts, doesn't he? He'll mm. go a long part of the season without scoring and then score two or three in a month, and then everyone goes a bit misty eyed about him. 
But um, <laughs> I think in general, I, I think 10 years is a long time to be somewhere nowadays a football club. So mm. we've all kind of we've got the fans have endeared to him now. And I just think if we want to move forward with Fosin and type, the type of players we want to attract, I'm not sure where he fits in going forward. He's consistent though, isn't he? Uh, he's, uh, if ma- managers in this, this space of time where we keep chopping and changing managers have always seemed to pick David Woods. There's something about him. And, you know, it's very rare that a manager has dropped David Woods. For yeah, the Senga seems, yeah, Senga seems to rate him. He's only, he's only not featured in one game so far mm. this year. So, Zeng, like Cody, Zenga seems to like Edwards. So yeah. he, and he, he must see something about him. And he must be, he, he's, he's kind of like one of these type of players that fans can relate to with people like Savile um, that they just don't want him to sign anymore. But managers keep picking him, so he must... Be doing something on the field and off the field that means he's a valuable asset. Yes, maybe you might feel that he compliments other players, I guess, because he knows that Dave Edwards will be the one that charges around the pitch, puts lots of work rate, that mm-hmm. might allow other players to do, you know, other certain things. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking, like, from if you were a, a fan of another team, would you be crying out for a Dave Edwards? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not sure. I think what he, sure what he, what he do, does offer though, and, and Norwich was a prime example of it is that ability to get between the lines and get a goal from mm. midfield you know I think of various times where he's been able to do that and get a header and you know it was a great goal by the way as well yeah. his, his header easily yeah. beat the keeper Yeah, and his tempo and the way he influences the game mm. by his work rate is fantastic um, but I think he's, that would just be a question to see where we are at the end of this season I think I think as well his work rate off the ball is phenomenal and as we don't play possession football mm. you need people who are clever enough to do that I noticed at times against Norwich we had maybe Dave Edwards and Costa pressing the ball but nobody else and you can't play a pressing game with only two or three it's got to be mm. all of you mm. or none of you mm. so Dave Edwards is a good minute. yeah yeah Mm, interesting. So, um, but we did see the return of one favourite player at the weekend, Nuadiko. After 13 months out of the, the side due to injury, he made his appearance in the 65th minute. Nearly, nearly a dream appearance oh, with that chance. Do you think though that he really scuffed that, or was it going on his wrong foot? And he, he you know, no, he pulled it back, and he basically ruined the chance by putting it. back It would have been a, a dream scenario how they scored that, but I mean. Because the defence was still adjusting to the game, wasn't it? When, yeah. he, when he came, I on, mean, the, the, the defence was open. There were three Wolves players basically near the goal line, and he had the, the open space. But oh well, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> he should have oh well. scored. He should have yeah. scored. Yeah, but and it, but it's, it seems such an easy thing to say. Oh, he's short on match fitness. Well, well, you know, he should be really. Um, he should be scoring goals like that. You know, if, he, if he's available to come on from the bench, then you know. But it was good to see him back. Well, to, yeah. If you heard any of Adam's whispers just then, as, yeah. as, whisper, whisper, whisper. As, as we're recording this on the night of Wolves' uh, game against Crew, I believe in the Checker Trade Trophy. This is this is breaking news. Uh, Dicko scored. He has scored. Brilliant. So and well like, done, And Dicko. I quote yes. a certain Express and Star reporter. He says, "This is some goal." Ah, some goal. Yeah. So, uh, so if we go back five minutes. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> It's 18-yard thunderbolt, apparently. So we all love yeah. Dicko. That yes, was, that yes. was the answer to that one. But it was great to see him back on the pitch. It was, you know, and I think we've been crying out 
for that type of play. And I think we're all looking forward to potentially a combo with Dicko and Bod Varson oh, yeah. playing together and working. I think it, it would be a crying shame if that combo doesn't work. That would be the dream ticket, wouldn't I think that's... Because yeah. yeah. I think uh, we were quite looking forward to seeing Mason and Bod Varson because they mm. seem to work quite well in the brief scene that they had together. I think, was it Blues? Blues away? Yeah. Yes. Them together. Yes. So, but I mean, Dicko is the one that we all... We all love for one of the three that we used to love um, <laughs> back in Jackets' final season. So if we can get up to speed, I and mean, how long that'll take, we probably it'll take them a few months to get full up to speed. Mm. But if um, as long as he keeps playing games, keeps getting minutes, then I'll, yeah, I think we'd all love to see a, a Bod, Bod Vars and Dicko combo up front. And just the, it it sounds fantastic because you know you, you when Dicko was on form, he was just fantastic, wasn't mm. he? You know. And you talk about work rate with Bodvars and closing down players. Dicko is very much the same ilk. So, yeah, it would be fantastic. Um, it's just I'm a little bit cynical and thinking, will he, will he make a choice between those two mm. when we would all want them to, to both see how they settle together? Because it would be fantastic. There were some appearances at the weekend, gentlemen. <coughs> I'm so choked up about it. <laughs> uh, Jess Moxie was back, this time in Norwich Colours. Yeah, he was back. Probably did think he had a smile on his face after the game. Probably did. I suppose yeah. a little smug, <laughs> up your south bank. <laughs> we have a little. Go- I think Who's have- eating all the pies now, eh? <laughs> Who's <laughs> eating them all now? We had some initial chant towards him, didn't we? Which I think he gave the south bank a wave back after the usual chance that he got, yeah. even when he was here. But after that, he just stopped. I think everyone just Norwich was Norwich winning. We were like, oh, we don't care about you anymore, yeah. Jez. There's more important things to worry about. <laughs> uh, Steve Morgan was there as well, which could have been. I don't know if it was his first appearance back at Molyneux since the sale. He's sitting with old Jeff with his wolf scarf on. I, I don't see a problem with him coming. He's, he was a chairman for nearly 10 years. Yeah, probably smoke. He probably still enjoys watching wolves. There's a. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more to look into. I, I, I think he's, you know. Yeah, I love it when people start conspiracy yeah. theories. What's he doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, back on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's really Jeff Shee. <laughs> 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 you ever seen Steve Morgan and Guo Grand Chang in the same building? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> yes, the fools are falling. <laughs> but yeah, he was there. And we may see him again this season. We don't know. Um, uh, another gentleman I wanted to, to highlight was Andre Booty. I love that surname, Andre mm. Booty. Uh, the team operations manager at Wolves. He was on the bench on Saturday's mm. game. The first time, uh, as far as I'm aware, I've seen him on the bench this season. Why was he there? Maybe this he thought he live on Sky. It was Booty time yeah. and he wanted to get on the team, <laughs> wanted to get on camera. Um, no, team operations manager, as far as I could digest that, that title, it's perhaps team affairs, talking out, travel... Make sure the players are all okay. Well, I went on the I went on the Wolves website to Ooh. look at what his official top title oh, is because yeah. I wasn't even yeah. sure myself. Yeah, no. team general manager. Okay, team general manager. I am corrected. General and manager. Did it give a synopsis of what that role entails? Quote. Yeah. Help coordinate the activities of the first team and technical staff, including managing logistics and operations. Does that mean is he going to like sort out the travel to like? Burton away or something, is he going to like book, so, book yeah. the coaches or something? Yeah. Along with off the pitch requests for Wolves first team squad. So off the so that means he got to like tell the Portuguese lads where the nearest Nando's is. Probably, which, which they should already know. Yeah. To be fair, all the Portuguese lads. Everyone should have got to tell Gladden what what is he doing here? But it, it, <laughs> it's oh, a, oh, oh. 
burn. He's only been like you only played three twenty minute games. It was, it was harsh. <laughs> yeah. But fair. But I mean, I'd like to have a bit more clarification on his role because yeah. If you see pictures of when Walter Zenger's somewhere, he's always there. He's, he's always, always there in the background. Shadow. He's like in a lot of the Marvel films. He's like Loki sometimes, where yeah. he's, he's secretly talking to people. He's just like watching. He's just overseeing really... everything, and he's always got yeah. a phone and headphones. Yeah, he like, must love Apple Music. Is that white wire? Is it in his suit? Even when the occasion doesn't call for a suit or anything, he's just there. I could just imagine him being in the most inappropriate moments with Walter Zenger. He's having a bit of private time with his family and he pokes his head over. He's just always there. But on a serious level, we had clarification to say, farewell, you know, he's in charge of the football side. Jesse's job is split, so it's now farewell football side. Laurie is in it, who's yep. the operations guy off the field. Yeah, that makes sense. But it just seems a bit of a job for the boys, to be honest, isn't it? Let's be honest. And it seems like his acting is, is, is mental. It's a brilliant job. I'd love that job. <laughs> I'm really jealous. Yeah. It seems but, like he's the one who's just organising the night out. Yeah. So whenever they go away, there's the casino, lads. Yeah. He's a bit of got spending some cash. It's like um, yeah. if you ever go uptown, there's like people with vouchers. It's promotional. Lads, yeah. pop world tonight, come on. I'll get you free entry. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you a free shot. <laughs> Start off in the Billy Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Booty's pub crawl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still tap and spoil. Yeah, yeah. it's time for Probably a like booty. booty call, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just seems odd, doesn't it? Really, <laughs> it I've odd. not heard him speak either. No. I've not heard the voice that comes out. No, maybe, I, I maybe, doesn't, maybe doesn't have one. <laughs> I imagine it's like God in dogma. So when you hear his voice speak, you instantly die. <laughs> If, if he's that close, you can hear his voice. He's going to take you out. That's it. He's just, he's just constantly assessing and analysing everything that's going on. Uh, do you know what? This will mean nothing to anyone listening, but we're sitting in the room and Dave's got his curtains closed and I'm scared of opening them. Because <laughs> he might be there. <laughs> he's one of those characters. <laughs> Open them slightly, he's just staring. Oh, we're going to close <laughs> those now. You caught? It's the earpods of doom. I'll be asleep tomorrow night. I'll wake up and his face will be there. I... I heard your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're downplaying this guy then, so he's obviously into Milan. Excuse my ignorance. So I guess was he a footballer or was he? I don't know. Someone His tell us on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'd like to know a little I bit more about him. Yeah. Someone would know that information. Yeah. But we, the fact that he's come from into Milan and he was there when Mourinho was there, it's we, we must have got someone of a high caliber into this role, probably a continental type of role. Apparently but, he was for the press and team manager at Inter and then the technical director, as, as I guess that's what he's now at Monaco. I'm still yeah. not sure what <laughs> what his job spec is. Someone tell us. Or mm. Booty, you're unlike, more than welcome to come on the podcast. Oh, unlike, unlike Kevin Thelwell, he's not on LinkedIn, unfortunately. Oh. Booty. That well is his, yeah, yeah, all his qualifications. Yeah. Everything Do you know what? As, as well, if you follow Zenger on Instagram, he always tags in Booty. Yes, yeah. Does anyone know that? So even when he's not there, he's tagged in, just in case. I just love that sentence. Zenga tags in booty. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we'd like to know what uh, Adrian Booty's role is. Just, you know, break down, just tell us what he does day to day. We don't need to know know your salary, we're not that nosy, just a bit more please. Just day to day, you know, when do you have your cup of tea? What's his movements? (laughs) (laughs) Back on scenario then, just to summarise gentlemen... Did anyone else come well out of the game? Anyone else, do you think, oh, actually, yeah, he had, he had a good game today, despite the defeat? 
Costa. Yeah, 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 he looked good, in, didn't he, in, in glimpses. Yeah. I think Cavalero actually was quite well, but it, it's not a striker, though. No. He did better when he went on the wing. Yes. Uh, and I mentioned, I mentioned it before about Gladden. He was on the bench, was he? I don't recall. I don't think, don't he, was. I think he was only Dicko was the only striker. I wasn't aware that he was injured, so if he hasn't made the squad, then we choose to play winger up front. Doesn't reflect mm. well on him, does it? No. Um, and that, <laughs> I'm not going to judge him too early, because the games well, have you, you have. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I, have, I have marked his card yeah. a little bit but he hasn't had the best of service yeah. in his games but from yeah. what he's shown I, I, if, I'm not sure what question he's trying to answer by, by Gladden being here but, Is um, it like a Lafondra signing where you sign him but you don't really know how you're going to play him? It, it does yeah. seem strange We don't one, really yeah. play his way No, he, he If comes he's a big target, target man, man we don't really do that we've got no one making runs off him so don't really know why we've no. got him uh, I thought Costa had a really good game, and it's when, when he first signed, I thought he looked a bit lightweight. I remember, like Crawley and Cambridge players were barging him off the ball, but he's at one specific part of the game where we chased our Norwich player and actually used his shots, push him off the ball for strength, and then take. I think I think he had a I can't remember what he did. I think he had like a wild shot to be to be fair, but he was showing that he's getting more stronger and adapting mm. to the championship. And he, I think he's been quite a bit of a mainstay since, since he got in the team. I know he was on the bench the first mm. couple of games, but Zenga started him every single mm. game since. Well, since record really signing, he's, he's almost got to start these games, though, isn't he? Your Costa. Oh, uh, Cavalero. Cavalero. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, well, Cavalero should also be, yeah, we should be. I think our two wingers set in stone should be Costa and Cavalero mm. going forward. So they, they seem to be acclimatising quite well. Um, it's just that we, we suddenly look a bit of a blunted strike force if we haven't got both of Arsenal mm. from which is the key. Even though I, I still don't see Bud Varsen being a type that gets any more than 15 goals a season. I don't, I'm not seeing mm. no. I don't think he'd be a regular goal no. scorer. He does look like the kind who's going to create a lot of yeah. chances, though. His movement and his hold-up play is very good. Indeed. And all in all, then, for Norwich, a defeat, but it was a defeat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably would have been asking too much right now. I mean, I think things are, we've all kind of been swept away a bit by the Newcastle league yeah. results. That kind of sent everyone's aspirations skyrocketing and this, and normally you would expect you would expect nothing from that game Newcastle away probably you, you would think I'd take a point there in Norwich at home so um, probably not entirely unexpected that, that we've lost mm. but um, hopefully as the team gels more going forward we should start seeing a few more positives to talk about good good <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> 11 league games in then, we're into the, the next international break, four wins, four defeats and three draws so far for Tazenga, Wolves reside 12th in the Championship so far, it's probably too early to still analyse the table and look at where we're at, but with those games and, and recent uh, performances and results, how do you rate Zenga's tenure at Wolves so far, gentlemen? I mean, is it too early to criticise or compliment what he's doing? Does, or, and will he be given time if results don't go on? What do you think of what, what's happened so far? I imagine he would be given time because this is obviously Jeff Shee's first foray into football. He's working off information he's getting from Mendes and obviously Zenger is one of Mendes's guys. So I don't think he'll pull the trigger too quickly. And he should be given at, at least a year anyway, let's be honest. It's ridiculous the, the amount of sackings that are going on Dimitea, 120 days, and he's been moved on already. And I think that's partly why there's been a, this talk on Twitter about getting rid of Zenga, as we've seen other clubs do it. Mm. It just seems a bit premature for me. His tenure's been okay. Yeah. 
I think that's fair, and I agree. And, and I think that's the thing. It was crazy to see sort of any suggestion of it today. And I think it's just the fact that, you know, that the the poor comparison, the fact that Villa, you know, Villa are in dire straits, you yeah. know, for for a number of reasons. And and it's as if like, oh, new owners, so saying, you know, under a new owner. But as, as as you mentioned, I think the fact that he made a call to to displace Jackie, he's he's, he's backed him with a you know finances and a huge turnaround of players it makes no sense to 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 uh to get rid of him at this stage but in terms of an overview i think okay he's yeah i think he's done okay i think there's glimpses i think the concern initially was the squad rotation but he's he's looked to to get a settled side he's addressed issues within the team in terms of perhaps having a little bit of a protection in front of the back four. And we talked about Sace earlier. I think that's helped. We've got some wingers, so we're playing good attacking football. Um, and we've got good players to come back. So I think on the whole, I'm more positive mm. than the negative about his start so far. I think um, Jeff Shee seems like a patient guy, but I think if we're off the pace, well off the pace by Christmas, mm. I can see him I can see him getting rid of him. Yeah. Um Zenga's chat record means that he, he doesn't stay anywhere too long. Yeah. Um, it's almost an excuse, isn't it, if with Zenga's track record, you've almost just got that in the back pocket in case it doesn't work out. I don't know. Like I say, it's a, mi- a mixed start. He started to show signs in his last in, in the last interview he did after the Norwich game that he got quite defensive. I listened to a WM uh, interview. I think he was interviewed by Frank C, and it lasted. I thought I thought it was like the highlight version. It only lasted one minute twenty seconds, but that was it. That was the interview, and he got he got quite shirt. Zenga was getting quite shirty and quite short, sharp, mm. defensive answers, and just showed signs that he was a bit riled. And maybe he thinks that you know I, I, he, he thinks we should be higher than what we are, and he might think he's currently underperforming with the team that he's got. He has got a hard job on his hands with the, the now big squad that we have. Mm. Um, but I think the potential is there. We've got the players. We have the players now to to do well in this league. It's just up to Zenga to going forward. He's got to find his first eleven. Because yeah. I guess he's still with team selections. He still hasn't perhaps found his starting eleven. Maybe the Newcastle eleven was the nearest we've come to to a yeah the, the best starting eleven. I mean, some play. I mean, he's regu- regularly five or six players have to be left in the stands every game now. Yeah. So. He has to keep. He somehow has to find a way to keep the squad happy. Uh, he's, you've got to try and keep this squad happy amongst a backdrop of fans wanting to settle the eleven. Mm. So it's quite hard, really. It, he said he's not going to adopt a horses for courses style play going forward. So he's, he wants to find his his first mm. eleven and a, a regular eighteen. But um, I think that given the, all the resources that folks have put into the team, I think if we're well off the pace. I, I can see him making a change. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You know, when I was just thinking there, we were looking back to when he was appointed. If you you look at his previous, for one of a, a better term, it wouldn't surprise anybody. And I think the odds were probably quite weighed in, in not lasting the season or lasting half a season. So that probably hasn't changed. And you know, we live in a, a strange football world at the moment where people want results overnight. But to me, it seems crazy that you you make such an investment. But then also, I suppose the other point in it is, well, with the setup that we've got with Mendes and a, and a, and a board behind that, it, the manager's job, in a strange sense, I've said this before, 
isn't the most important. They're building a side and a squad of players, mm. and if they don't like the guy, they'll change him. Well, because that won't change the yeah. process yeah. and and the the players behind that. Well, because he's head coach, yeah. isn't he? So he's yeah. always just to coach that player yeah. into a winning side, where he's no longer a manager, where he mm. would perhaps be more responsible for other aspects mm. yeah. of the side. I think Jeff Shee said himself in the interview we had with the Expressed Star that he, he wants to be in and around the playoffs at Christmas mm. and then push on from there and catch up with uh, the, the teams that are in that position. So what's what's in and around the playoffs? Is it Obviously the playoffs will be the playoffs, but... Well, it depends how many points we are away from the playoffs rather than position. Yeah. We, could, we could be 12th, but we could still potentially be the four or five points, yeah. which isn't that far away. So it all depends on how many points we have compared to the teams that are in the playoffs. Um, we look competitive and that... Mm. That four points could be a massive chasm if we're playing poorly, but yeah. if we're on good form, you think, well, okay, so that's not so bad. So I think there's a few factors going really that will either will will decide his job. I think at the end of it, I think we still something we need to also remember as well. In in fairness to to Zenga, is the fact that we had this squad thrown on us as the season had already begun, mm. and he has pointed out on numerous occasions he hasn't had a pre-season. The first few games of our actual season and the cup games were his, his pre-season um, so all the other promotion rivals have had their proper pre-seasons and got players in probably a bit earlier than what we did and under completely different circumstances so probably prepared to give him a bit of slack on that regard but I think given the raised expectations with the resources we now have we're going to be looking to start seeing a few bit more consistent results going forward because at the minute we, we'll Go to Newcastle and win two 0 and then get pumped four 0 mm, at home yeah. to Barnsley, which you just mm, can't no. get your head around. Well, Jeff uh, said that you know they want you want to get Wolves into the Premier League as soon as possible. No actual time scale there, which is quite clever. I think like you talked about with pre-season, there's an element that perhaps us as fans need to have the realistic option of we could still be in the Championship next season, and that is not such a bad thing given all the res- resources if it doesn't happen this season. Yeah, it's, absolutely. I mean, you're right, raise expectations, but I think there is a touch of realism, and I think fans will accept that if we're showing progression. Yeah. And as Anna says, if we're competitive, I think they'll accept that. Um, so, yeah, and it's a so cliche, but it is, it is a tough league, and there has been a lot of circumstances, but I think we'll be judging him, I think, December to January. And we'll we'll see where we're at. And if it shows signs of improvements, then um, hopefully they'll continue with that. And I think the fans would accept that. Good. Villa next after mm. the international break, gentlemen. Obviously, <laughs> as Andrew mentioned, they've got rid of their manager Roberto Di Matteo. Typical. Wolf, yeah, typical. <laughs> Wolves like playing teams, don't they? With new managers. And as it's Steve Bruce, probably. Yes. I'm going to say it's probably yeah. going to be Steve Bruce. It probably will be. Um, that's for for Wolves to get back on steam and or to perhaps Zenga to win back fans who are already disillusioned. Winning against Villaray is surely the a key to do that because it would be. I think it, is it on telly. I'm yes. guessing because it would be typical for Wolves to potentially play Villa at their worst for such a long time and for us to lose. It is, I was thinking early when um, I think. We played the Blues when it was Rowett's first game, and like they were shocking, and yeah. they come here and did them well. You, you're right; they have a history, and I so I think a lot of us were quite cautious to the fact that Dimitao left in the week. And they are a good side, Villa. Mm. They've got some talented individuals, but 
I think we can all probably relate to the slope that they're on, yeah. and and it, and it could be that they continue uh, to slide. But I think yeah, a, a derby win, you know, it's Villa, but you know, it is a derby, and uh, I think yeah, it, to have, to have helped Zenga's cause to have gone and to St Andrews and won, and to Villa Park's have won, mm. you know, that will help mm. in a lot of people's eyes certainly. So typical of our luck, isn't it? Like say with the Blues, we were begging them to keep Lee Clark on for another week. because yeah. mm. they've gotten pumped eight 0 by Bournemouth. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And then. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was. To be fair, I was expecting it because when the, the way they yeah, lost to yeah, Preston yeah. the weekend was shocking. But um, it just shows that they're in a rush to to go up. So it depends mm. really how much of Fosen and in the rush to go up as well. Uh, you would like to think that we can still. They will have a new manager in by by when by the time we play them. It probably will be Steve Bruce. Yeah. Um, but you would like to think that we can still catch them on the hop because I think the prob their problems go a lot deeper than. The eleven that they probably put out on the pitch, yeah. but it'll be it'll be the day so, of the revival, won't but, it? Uh, well, Since that win against Wolves, are now <laughs> European champions or something like that. Some McCormack are going to hat trick or something. <laughs> yeah. or... I mean, they, they've been terrible for two years, so yeah. you are right. It's not just the current manager who's put them in this position. It's been ingrained in that club. Yeah. So please, but it's just, just be terrible for one more match, please. Yes. <laughs> but here's one. I was just thinking there, you know, Villa on the slide, relegated club, high earners, um, maybe a job for Kenny Jackie. You know, that that would be quite an interesting yeah. one. I, um, mean, the, the, I, mean, I can't, Car- you know. Cardiff are about to point Neil Warnock, um, from what I've seen mm. online today. You, you you think, with Jackie, would he go to a, an owner like Dr. Dr. Gia? Dr. Gia. Dr. Gia. I think he'll look wow. to try, perhaps, and we'll go for more. Always good for a st- I'm going to say stable, mm-hmm. not to say that this yeah. isn't stable, but where you kind of know a bit more of a history of the owner. I mean, I don't know whether, yeah. I think that would appeal to him. I think I, I really do. But I don't think they'll go with him. But I don't, I don't think it would be the worst decision to stabilise the club. You know, Jack has had his critics, and I've, I criticised him last year, but... He certainly can stabilise the club and put them on an even mm. keel so they don't accelerate even further into trouble. Yeah. I mean, the job he did for us when we were in League One, there was the biggest disconnect between players yeah, and fans absolutely. I've ever seen. And, and that's parallel, was, isn't it, with yeah. the Villa situation? And I guess if we're Villa fans, then is it, do they want stability and not to go up for a couple of years and just let's get stable now, or do they want to go up? Because when they want to go up, perhaps Jacket isn't that man. But if mm. they want stability and they'll just sacrifice no Premier League football potentially for a couple of years then, like, Andrew Jacket is the perfect choice. I think what they want, if they look in their heart of hearts, they want Dean Saunders in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have an old boy back. Yeah. Come on, they get him off the pundit chair, get him to Villa Park, <laughs> you know makes sense. <laughs> can um, tell his Brian Clough stories. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, let's finish off the podcast this week with a very quick edition of Twitter Corner. You send your questions in. And we'll answer them. Uh, a couple this week. Steve Norton first. So, uh, I think we've kind of touched on it already. Squad rotation. Is it working for us? But I guess like Adam points out, he's got to try and keep everyone happy. But surely at some point he's got to settle on a start 11. And I guess that's a, as fans, as a type of a part of a manager or a head coach that we don't see or appreciate is what happens behind the scenes. How do you keep a complete squad of players happy so we can, that everyone's kind of positive that we can get the results. He is caught in a tricky want. situation here because we want, we, want, we want him to find his best 11, but how do you do that unless you play 
the players that you've yeah, got in yeah, the squad. Or yeah. Twenty, whatever. In a in a in a in a weird way. He, <laughs> Eleven the, the, against eleven in training, isn't it? That's what it is. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or we'll yeah. World Cup in training. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a weird way, you can kind of make a case for saying, did did we, but get too many players in? Mm. Yeah. I know. I know we had a small mm. squad. That I, I know we did, but um, we kind of we, we flooded a lot of players into that into that team. Sometimes you can get too many in, not just for picking a team, but like squad assimilation yeah. and, and getting everyone um, seeing off the same hymn sheet. But um, he, that's that's no Wolf's problem. He's somehow got to find his best team. Just mm. let's say judging basically off off training sessions and from previous performances in games. So mm. best of luck, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dan Preston, which of all the summer fruits do you most find delicious, and why? And what are the range of summer fruits? And does it mean the drink or like ciders or fruits of the summer? <laughs> Maybe it could be the berries, wouldn't it? Surely. Yeah, it's the Berry family. Oh, water, watermelon. Family. <laughs> yeah. It's George Berry's family. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the best answer. George Berry. George Berry. We're all yeah. agreeing so on George, George Berry. George needs to bring out yeah. a mixed fruit cider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A range of mixed fruit ciders. <laughs> with his hair with his, on the glass. Yeah. Uh, I will finish off this week with a question of my own: Sega or Nintendo? Sega, hands down. Yes. Well, no, I'm not just being controversial. I'm looking back to what I had, and I had NES, and I had Duck Hunt, Mario. I did switch to Mega Drive, but then I had a SNES, so I was more of a Nintendo man. So yeah, Yeah, Andrew, I'm I'm a Mario man all the way. Yeah, got to be Nintendo. Did you have the Super Blasters? As I call it. No, I've always wanted one. No, I had the the Menacer for the Mega Drive. That that was the alternative of that. The gun. The Mega Drive was one of the best yeah. consoles ever. Sonic Two and Three <laughs> on the Mega Drive. Well, I had I had, a bit, I had a bit of a te- te- technology jump by it because before okay. the before I had the Mega Drive, my only one before that was an Amstrad Four Six Four. You know the way you put the tape deck in, <laughs> yeah. Press some like Katarol Alt Delete, <laughs> <laughs> and then press some on your tape deck, and then wait literally twenty minutes a few games to go. So you go, Ooh, go away, go, yeah. go, go, go and have your tea. Well, Harrier Attack loaded on your on your Amstrad. <laughs> That's, that was my jump in technology. Well, the, so. fo- the football games where they had to load the data for the new season between seasons. I remember that sensible world of soccer. <gasps> for half an hour, you had to go through all the up, up to date. And you'd and then, so what we did is we had another game on the go <laughs> while we're waiting for the season to finish. Yeah. Sensible world yeah. of soccer, one of the best football oh, games ever. Game. Agreed. Yeah. So, so I picked Sega because that was my first one. My Mega Drive was the first proper console, mm. and obviously I was used to playing Harrier Attack. So when I first played Green Hill Zone Act One on <gasps> Sonic, yes. I was like in a state of euphoria, thinking, <laughs> "Who is this hedgehog, and why do I love him so much?" <laughs> I, I think you've got to put it to a poll then, yeah. because it's two-two. So yeah. it's got to go. Who to is a the poll. decided winner? Let us know, Sega yeah. or Nintendo. We'll find out, perhaps. One day, yeah, <laughs> we, we get round to ask. Hopefully, them. we'll the next podcast. Yeah, <laughs> just tweet us. Say you're yeah. Nintendo. The the Queen shall tr- drop the checkered flag herself. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave, we'll leave it on this week's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new web or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. I actually said a new web. That doesn't make sense, does it? If you yeah, want a new worldwide web, web. <laughs> if you're looking at a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Find us on social media. If you type in Wolves Fancast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you will find us there. Go like the page or follow the page or whichever variant it is on that social media channel. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to review that game against Aston Villa. 
Oh, please let it be a win. <laughs> please let it be a win on telly. Uh, but for this week, it's bye from Andrew. See ya. Bye from Wright. Goodbye. Bye from Adam. Sega. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bye from me. See you next time.